Hello and welcome again to the Great Intentions Podcast with your host, Nick. This is the fourth episode in the series that I've been creating. And you know, today is just a day like any other day. Um, Just a nice little day. I'm still drinking my uh, same old wine. And I was thinking about wine. I'm a big sangria person. Um, Sangria is, if you ever had sangria... Sorry, if you have never had sangria, sangria tastes, it's, it has all the best characteristics of wine and all the best characteristics of juice, and it can get you fucked up. But I don't like that terminology, get fucked up, right? Because most people who are wanting to drink, they just want to get buzzed, you know? And that's me. I don't want to get fucked up. I don't want my... What does that mean, get fucked up? Like, like you know, you know, it's funny. You get fucked up at a fight or you get fucked up drinking. That doesn't sound fun, right? <laughs> like, oh, my, my, my buddy's got fucked up in the alley. Like, oh, was he, was he drinking? No, he got fucking knocked in the fucking balls and punched in both of his eyes. Now he's fucking... He's dead. You know, my friend's dead. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound fun, right? Buzz sounds way better. Buzz is what bees do, you know? Bees will go around, they buzz. And uh, they buzz, you know? And, and, you know, bees make honey, and honey tastes sweet. So that that settles the argument for me. But where was I talking about sangria? All the best parts of juice and all the best parts of uh, red wine. I only do red sangria because, you know, sangria means blood in Italian, I think, right? I mean, sangre. Actually, no. <laughs> I know that. Wait a minute. I actually know blood in Italian. That's sangre. So, but sangria is obviously some riff on blood. So you can't have a white sangria, you know, unless unless it's like a cocktail. Like you know, I guess you don't white. I guess there is white blood cells. But has anybody confirmed that white blood cells are actually white? Because I've I've only ever seen red blood. Find me the find me white blood, and then I'll buy your fucking conspiracy theory that there's white blood cells. You know. Yeah. So today I literally have no, no topics. So we're just gonna riff, you know. And riffing is fun. When I was about two two years ago. I got really into mixology because that's what you do when you make money and you have no hobbies. You just start to, to drink as a hobby, <laughs> right? So uh, I began to drink as a hobby, but you know it's a hobby as long as it's mixology. If it's just if you're just drinking beer, you can't call it mixology. So you got to pretend that you're doing it out of some you know artist artistic you know you got to you got to pretend there's some art involved. It's like it's like when you paint and drink wine. You know, you're, you're really just drinking wine. <laughs> the painting is secondary to the wine drinking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Painting, painting, painting and drinking wine sounds awesome. I would, I would totally sign up to do that if I had any friends. But that's another story, right? Uh, so when I was doing mixology, you know what really got me into mixology? Well, you know, it was a few things, but one of them was I, I never had a painkiller before. A painkiller is just such a beautiful drink. You got the, you got coconut, you got Coco Lopez, you got that co- uh, cream of coconut, but Coco Lopez is the brand I always used, so I always got called it the Coco Lopez. We got Coco Lopez, and um, what else is in cream? Of co- what else is in a painkiller? Uh, <laughs> pineapple juice and uh, uh, Cruzan rum. Cruzan rum, no, Pusser's rum is the one you're supposed to use, but I use Cruzan because Pusser's rum doesn't exist in New England. So I was locked out of that, but still, I mean, what you, you can't tell me you can taste the difference between rums. Like, what are you, some kind of pretentious asshole? You can't fucking tell what rum I'm using, right? Anyway, the painkiller, and you top it off with nutmeg, and that really seals the deal. 
Once you, what, what you learn doing mixology is the small things really do matter. You know, you can turn a pina colada into a painkiller, which is nutmeg. Some people use orange juice in the painkiller, which, which is fine, but I don't think it's super necessary. I literally think painkiller just really is um, the essence of a painkiller. It's just pineapple, coconut, and, and nutmeg. It's just, a, it's, just a more, it's just a more sophisticated pina colada that's not frozen. Um, and I think it's awesome. The reason I'm bringing up a painkiller, well, there's a few. Obviously, I was, I was talking about how I got into mixology, but secondly, I was thinking to myself today, I was like, I wonder if you could put pineapple juice in red wine. And immediately when I, when I thought that, the first thought that came into my head is absolutely, absolutely not, right? No way. So that, that squashed that. That was my quick one-second thought. And then I shut it down, which is what happens to bad thoughts, hopefully. You don't let them fester, you know? If I let that fester, I'd become an idiot. I'd have a million bad thoughts that were horrible, you know? So... So I don't let them fester, you know. So anyway, what else happened when I got to mixology? Um, I started, I actually, you know, I, I went through a lot of testing. I went through a whole testing process of like, you know, what, what I should be doing and what tastes good together. And I really uh, developed some pretty interesting drinks. There's a really fun drink that uh, everybody probably knows by now. Or you would, you maybe you would you would only know if you, you know, went to a fucking tiki bar every, every Friday. But what's it called? Like bloody, bloody in the blood in the water, shark in the water maybe. Really funny. They'll have like a blue drink with a little gummy shark in it, and they'll use a little bit of grenadine, which is red, as like some uh, syrup to make it like look like bloody. It's really cute. You know, it's a cute ass drink. Don't fucking make fun of me because I'm using the word cute to describe a drink. Cute drinks are fun. You know, that's that was gay. I'll give you that. But uh, anyway, so you make these uh, these uh, sharky drinks. Sometimes when you say stuff on a podcast, you can't. I'm not. You, I'm gonna release this, bro. You think that I'm gonna delete that just because I said something weird? No, no, that's not me. So just know that I'm I'm releasing everything everything I say or, or not say you know you can't release things you don't say but everything I say I'm just gonna throw out there I don't care about how it makes me sound you know I'm de- defending it by saying you know everybody has some says some weird shit now now and then right you should all you know we should all be more open to saying weird things because as a society we all have to you know give us give us a, I'm, gonna, I'm holding up a glass of wine about to sip it let me just sip this real quick. As a society, everybody's so judgmental. Oh my god, walk walk with my friend in a mall. You walk, I walk with my friend in a mall every fucking five minutes. He's pointing out some physical deformity of someone walking by us. I fucking hate that. I fucking hate that. You know who you are. You know who the hell you are. Listen to this. I bet he's smiling. When he's listening because he knows exactly who the fuck he is. Um, you can't just be pointing out people's physical, you know, issues when you're walking in a mall. Like he does it pretty loud too. That's what happens when you're, you're you grow up with a fucking. You know, I won't get into that, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you know, I'm, you know, you know what I have to do? I have to light a candle because this is the trifecta of a nice night you're winding down on where you had no job opportunities call you and, uh, you're kind of just chilling by yourself. You need a nice candle, you need a glass of wine and you need a microphone and a laptop and a preamp and all the things to make a podcast because, if you're not talking to anybody, what are you doing, right? You gotta talk to yourself, right? If you have no friends, you gotta you gotta create some friends. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm I'm literally trying to eye for my lighter so I don't have to be away from this mic for too long because I know that if I leave this mic, you guys are gonna like you guys are gonna be sad because you're not gonna hear me talk. All right, one second. I always just come on come on and just want to do this raw because when you do it raw, you know you can kind of unleash that uh, the brain juices. And it's just a fucking podcast. You know, I'll make fucking 50 of these, 100 of these. One, once you're done watching this, listening to this, you'll never remember it. You'll never remember it. It'll just go away, right? You'll just listen to it, then it's gone. 
So what the fuck do I care if it's if it has if it's high quality or low quality? I'm just joking. I want it to be high quality, but you know, I'm still trying to get my foothold in the in the door here. Um, it's a good story to tell. You know, here's here's a highlight of my life. One time, <laughs> I was a camp counselor, and um. This is such a personal story. No one's even gonna fucking care. Let me think of a better. Oh yeah, <laughs> I got some good camp counselor stories for you guys. All right, this is like a the camp edition. We'll do the camp edition. I was a camp counselor at a boys' camp. I was a guitar teacher there, and I was a bunk counselor. So um, we had this one kid. Oh my god, I could go on. This is a, this is a fucking gold mine of stories. You guys are fucking be, be prepared for how <laughs> all the stories we got from camp. Obviously, if you go to first of all, I recommend anybody who's still less than twenty five. To go be a counselor at a summer camp for a summer, like don't 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 rob yourself of that opportunity. It's literally one of the funnest things you could possibly do. Um, so <laughs> there's this kid, and we get you you get you get packets for all the kids who come to your bunk or you, who come to the camp, right? You get packets about like their issues, their personalities, things like that. One of the kids had uh, like the issue that um, see I'm not a crude person, so I'm gonna say this as classy as possible. He was leaking out the wrong end, you know. He was a leaker. We'll call it a leaker. So this kid was a leaker, and uh, he's involved in a few stories. And but but basically, uh, one one day, uh, we have a public. We had we had a, this, these bathrooms are super nice at this camp. Um, we had a uh, issue as I was a guitar teacher, so I taught inside. Um, and we had, a, we had a bathroom that everybody used because it was beautiful. I tried, we, had, we tried to keep it a secret, you know, but, uh, we tried to keep it a secret, um, because it was such a good bathroom, but, you know, it wasn't a secret. Everybody knew about the bathroom. In the beginning, at least, you know, we tried to keep it a secret. But this kid, um, <laughs> goes in the bathroom, and he fucking just demolishes the bathroom. Like, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. But I smelt it literally had to evacuate the um the the guitar room the whole music room because of how bad it smelled he just all over the place again i didn't see it i didn't see it but could not be in there so finally we got some directors you know directors are above counselors we got some directors involved and um they eventually they worked out that he was going to clean it up himself because nobody wanted to touch that, you know, obviously. <laughs> so he cleaned it up. But the problem was every every one of the kids who was, like, kind of s- sitting around, like, the everybody who was kind of involved or around the vicinity when this happened kind of um, saw him go in the bathroom and, and clean up this disgusting mess. And everybody, it's been, it had been sitting there for so long that people knew about it. So he was in this position where, like, you know, most likely it was him because he's the one cleaning it up. So he has to come up with this lie. So he comes out. And he's like, he's all the kids are like, why are you in there cleaning? He's like, I don't know. The counselor just asked me to clean it, so I just did. So he's talking around, telling everybody that oh, the counselor just asked me to do it. They're like, I don't know. I thought it was so funny. I was like, this kid is just hilarious. He 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 fucking clogged up toilets day after day. And I'm like, I'm a fucking strict counselor. I was like, yo, I was like. You guys are not getting, um, we, we called it canteen, but it was just fucking cookies or candy usually. You guys are not getting, we've, we've gotten so far as a society down the tubes, right? We're calling canteen, we're calling fucking canteen candy and cookies, you know, what, what the hell are we doing here? But I was like, and you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to restrict canteen from your campers, but God knows that I don't follow any fucking rules, right? So I was like, you guys aren't getting anything until someone speaks up and who, about who clogged the toilet. And I knew exactly who it was. It was so fucking obvious who it was. And I was like, blind to me fuck i said his name i'm gonna bleep it out <laughs> bleeping it out don't worry you're not gonna see his name um i was like you're lying to me buddy he's like no no i'm like bro you'll get your candy you'll get your cookie just tell me you clog the toilet he would not 
do it. Oh my god, I could get in trouble for t- talking about all the things that went went on, but uh, it's another good one. Um, I think that was the other story I was gonna tell was that he just fucking cl- cl- clogged up that toilet. Was it that story? I don't know. I, I guess my my camp stories aren't so good, right? Those are the only two, right? <laughs> I can think of at the top of my head. Um, when I was at, when I was at camp, when I when I was, when I was a camper, I remember the first night we ever. Uh, you know, you 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 when you're a kid, you you hang out with uh, kids who aren't good kids. You know, they're just not good kids. Like for whatever reason, like it sucks to say it, but some kids just aren't good kids. And you hang out with them at, at camp, uh, and you're all buddies, and it's all fun and games when you're like 15, 16. But when you get older, you realize like these kids are fucked up. But anyway, so um, of course this is the the one bad kid. We had we had we had a kid who just you know really was kind of became a fuck up later in life. I don't even know what he's doing anymore. Um, but he was always a little bit like you know on the fucky fucky side. And um, well, but when we were fifteen, sixteen, we were, we were counselors in training. And uh, oh, I wonder if I'm gonna get in trouble. This is such so long ago. No one even cares anymore, right? No one's even gonna find this, right? So basically, uh, he brought some like fucking Jägermeister and some uh, Bud. Uh, you know, that's which is obviously super. You know, can't you can't do that. He brought some Jägermeister and some and some Bud, and I I I think I definitely smoked before. I definitely drank before, but it was different like drinking with the boys. You know, your camp buddies. Like we 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 never we never we only saw each other at camp, so drinking and smoking together wasn't something we did. You know, and that's the thing about camp is like it's such so, such a brotherhood, and I think that we're they're, they're definitely losing that nowadays at camps. They're making everything you know they're really making everything a lot more feminine. There's no way to get around it. I think that you can have an opinion on it, like, one way or another. Say, oh, they should make the kids feminine, they shouldn't make the kids feminine, but you can't deny the fact that... I'm not talking about candy and cookies. I'm talking about, like... The, the, I, think it's the, I think it might be the, 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 um, the effect of the internet. Like, how all of the stuff everybody says and does is just broadcast everywhere at all times. Everybody's reading it and seeing it. Like, there's so much camaraderie and and talk that goes on in private circles that that it's meant for private circles. No one's meant to hear it. And I think that everybody has, like, an internet mindset now where, you know, we can't... And, and obviously, there's a big, you know, pushback against traditionally masculine things. So, I hope I don't have to ex- explain that to anybody. Like, I, I don't want to... I don't, I don't want to argue it because I don't want to get into anything right now. But, like, it's just it's just true. It's like, you can either say, yeah, like, I don't... I think that we should be less masculine or we shouldn't be, but... We should be, or you shouldn't be more masculine, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just not honest to be like, oh, it's not happening, it's like, bro, come on, it's happening, like, come on, like, we're, we're talking about, like, big, big, I remember my camp, we're having big camp reforms, making everything less and less, uh, about brotherhood, and more and more about, you know, buzzwords of the day, um, it got carried away in this, but but basically, you know, the camaraderie, like, those, those, those moments, those, like, camp brotherhood moments, like, those stick with you forever, uh, so if you can't have that now, like be a counselor, but like, yeah, you know, in a group and I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure like I'm, I'm imagining people at war, like totally have that, you know, obviously you see that with people who have fought in wars and stuff who have gone to the front lines, but, um, it wasn't as serious with my, with me just smoking and drinking. We had people on lookout, we had people looking out the windows, you know, I'm sure it smelled, obviously bud smells, right? I was more drinking Jägermeister. We were doing, we were playing poker and drinking Jägermeister. We never had anything to bet though, you know, but still fun, right? That's a night that I will, I will always remember. Um, you know, it's funny that just just remembering that what we drank, right? Like you, you look back in college, you can kind of remember what you drank night to night, but like those special nights are the nights that you remember exactly what you drank, right? 
the best nights are the nights that you, you remember what you drank or <laughs> you don't remember anything if you're a fuck up. <laughs> but my, my listeners aren't fuck ups. No, we're good kids, right? Um, there's some good camp stories. I remember the, the, the ritualism is something that I think is, is kind of like frowned upon now. It's kind of, my opinion, sorely missed. Hopefully that they're still doing it in places, but the passing of the torch from like the older campers to the younger campers is is a big deal in my opinion and they 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 would they would line us all up and we have to be completely silent that was the entire idea complete silence you know looking just looking at how that would work now i just feel like the it's just hard for you know when 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 a when a boy not a man but when a boy is silent that's a big deal you know when a boy is silent that's like a, a boy's natural and uh, uh, inclination is not to be silent is to be like you know doing something you know whether he's like talking or messing around punching people like he's just you know boys are rowdy right and when a boy is silent that means that there's something in his mind right that's something there's something really powerful like compelling him to be silent and if he's and if it's if it's voluntary it's beautiful and um that's something that i i i hope uh I think that we that I I I've seen it being lost, and I'm assuming I, I hope that it's just not my anecdotal experience. I think that well, I hope it is, but I think I I, I think that around the country it's just less. We're we're lacking the teaching of discipline to um to boys, and it's sad. Um, yeah, I mean this is a, well, this kind of got to be kind of a more on the serious side podcast, but what can you do? It's six six eighteen, and you're drinking wine. Like, what are you going to talk about? First of all, I'm drinking wine, so it's not that masculine, right? Is wine masculine? Is wine only masculine if you have a cigar? I feel like mobsters drink wine, and that's my that's my gauge of masculinity. If a mobster does it, then it's masculine, right? Yeah, that's that's gonna go over well with people who are already in disagreement with me on my last points. You're gonna be like, "Oh, you're talking about the mobsters and masculinity." And he's like, "Yeah, I get it. Killing people is wrong, right? <laughs> Running numbers is outdated. Who runs numbers anymore? Who needs to run numbers? You know, I doubt that people actually know nowadays what running numbers even means, right? Because we have the internet. No one's the last time someone ran a number was like 19, 1976. Right? No one's running numbers. Um, uh, and also, gambling is like basically legal now, right? I don't know how illegal gambling was back in the day. I'm sure it was, you know, maybe maybe it was similar in legality now, but you know, maybe sports betting. I wonder was has sports betting always been legal? I don't know my my uh, my law on that. But um, yeah. I mean, let me see what time how how much time we killed. Wow, 19 minutes in. So we're almost halfway through the podcast. I want everybody to give themselves a round of applause for making it halfway through. And if you made it this far, um. You need to like, subscribe, or hit the whatever button is the good button for me because God knows how much time and dedication I'm taking to giving you the most pristine content that I could possibly offer you. So I'm still getting my bearings, you know. I'm still I'm still getting used to this whole uh, podcasting. And this is what you do when you. Uh, I feel like a 40 year old midlife crisis person, right? I just need to get a new car, you know. If I had money, I'd do it. I'd get a new car, like a muscle car, like something 40, like midlife crisisy, right? It's like a quarter life. I'm 25, so you know, with modern medicine, maybe this is a quarter life crisis. I love how I'm describing my podcast as a quarter life crisis, right? <laughs> That's healthy. I find it it's 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 cathartic, right? I wonder if it's cathartic to listen to. I love listening to people talk about different things that I'm not aware of. You know, I was I was playing guitar today. Uh, we can talk about anything that I was doing today. Um, I am a big fan of finger picking on guitar i think it's a beautiful sound hope you guys know what that is like it's kind of bob dylan simon and garfunkel what's a good example of finger picking people i don't know 
Finger picking is so hard to comprehend, but once you, once you can do it, it feels so nice to, to be able to do. I feel like there's a lot of things in life that, 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 that you think are difficult, and then you try it and you realize like the kind of the magic behind it. There's some magic in things, you know? Like you just realize that things aren't necessarily as difficult as you might have been led to believe, especially with some practice. I remember what, when I was learning finger picking, I was watching a tutorial of a guy and he said he did the he did the finger picking pattern, the original one, and after that he said, Now just do this a thousand times and you'll get it down. And that's true. I, you know, it's funny because when you first start something new, you just you just can't see the incremental progress. You just see the difficult thing in front of you and it's difficult to wrap your head around how it's gonna be how you're gonna be able to do it, right? Um but then you do it a thousand times and it becomes, you know, muscle memory. And it's muscle memory is funny, right? Because it's that it's 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 kind of think about how strange muscle memory is like this idea that your brain knows how to coordinate your fingers on a micro level in a specific way and it's not like you're locked into the same movements like once you get good at finger picking you can like start to feel how you can change things inside the pattern um and it's just really a it's just really a uh a great uh, you know, interesting feeling. That's the thing about being human, right? There's so many weird things about being human, you know? I think we might we might take some of the weird stuff for granted because most of us have only ever been human. Most of us don't remember our past lives when we were cows and dogs. Um, we've only ever been human, but there's a lot of things about, hu- that about you know, being a human that are just so strange, like, like memory. I was thinking about memory today because I was playing a song. That reminded me of a of a memory that I had a long time. I'm actually like maybe what a year and a half ago, two years ago. Um, and think about how like how how piercing some memories are, right? It's just so weird. Like you, if I said, do you remember? If I said to you, do you remember? Do you sorry? Do you remember when you were five? You might say like, oh, let me think, and then you might just have some like piercing memory that shoots through your head, right? When you were five, like you don't remember the entirety of you being five, but you remember like some some sequence that that apparently your mind believes represents the the fullness of the fiveness, right? <laughs> like uh, when I was four, I, I, my only memory is of me trying to offer a uh, sour patch kid to my my great grandmother who was an Armenian genocide survivor. Um, and, uh, that's the memory I have. I remember, I remember the taste of it and I remember like small things here and there. I remember, I remember my, my dad almost like being like, stop, stop, (laughs) like embarrassed by me. (laughs) But I don't remember anything else about being four. I remember the first decision my parents ever, um, let me make. I remember that they asked me if I wanted to go to elementary school or stay one more year in my preschool, which I'm sure had like a kindergarten program. That's why they would ask me that. And, you know, that must have held a lot of significance for me because that was the first time I remember ever making a choice in my entire life. And, it, and you know, it was funny because I never made it. it. I can remember the feeling that I had after that. Like, I remember the idea of never making a choice. But I remember I remember that feeling of like, huh, this seems new. Like, the I get to choose what I want to do, you know, and I decided to leave my preschool, you know, <laughs> cementing my my pioneering nature. I was always a, a person who wanted to see the next thing. So that today it persists today, you know. At, at five years old, I was the same man. 
I never wanted a, a full-time job where you have to, um, well, that's not full-time. I never wanted a, a salaried position where you have to, like, you're locked in and you have to kind of, you know, stay at that company. I like I like six-month contracts. I like, you know, yearly contracts, short contracts where I could hop around and, like, see what's new, see, experience everything that there was to experience in my field. So to this day, you know, I still like to just hop around and, and <laughs> my, my dating status <laughs> would also... <laughs> conform to that sadly <laughs> can't really stick with it huh you know I'm sure people I mean you know there's people younger and older listening to this hopefully you know and everybody should uh everybody has like their own uh personality and like what what they're generally drawn to I just feel like some people are just better at um, being consistent in long term than other people you know some people it's not first nature to some people um, like long term consistent uh, consistency it's just not it's not it's it's first nature to some people like um, Jim Jim he's it's every you know he's a consistent kid just just uh, through and through you know and some people are just uh, born with it and some people have to develop it you know that's okay. Everybody's different, right? Everybody's different. Everybody's different. I wonder what this category of podcast would fit under. Like, <laughs> you know, I've I said it before, uh, maybe like last night or two nights ago. Whenever I was doing my last podcast, like four, I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember when I did the last one. Um, but. I don't want, I never, I didn't want to make a pod, I thought about making a tech podcast or a music podcast or things like that, but I decided, like, you just, it, you know, the best form of podcast, in my opinion, is just letting your thoughts out, like, your raw thoughts out on the internet, because one or two people is gonna, are gonna want to hear them. I don't give a fuck, you know, four or five people come to my, come to my podcast and say, oh, the fuck is this? They comment on it, like, ah, oh, fuck you. Like, yeah, I'm like, all right, buddy. You know, it violates my, 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 my terms and policies, you know, saying that to, to me. It makes me cry, you know. When I when I read these comments, like, I have to go ball up in the shower and cry. Um, but I know there's always one or two people who, you know, appreciate the work I'm doing. <laughs> brightening up their day, right? Brightening up, brightening up, you know, brightening up our day. Usually, I feel like if you had a podcast, you'd probably have a list of topics you want to go over. But again, this is in our infancy. And I'm experimenting with different ways of doing it. Last time, I had a big list of things to talk about, and I, you know, had some user, uh, uh, some users. See, I always say users. Some viewer questions answered. Now I'm kind of just uh, seeing what's seeing what's out there. Honestly, uh, it's a nice. It was a nice day. You know, it started out cloudy and gloomy, then it got blue. For me, I'm a big. Um, I'm big. I'm a big weather person. Like how I'm feeling on any given day is basically correlates like eighty percent with the weather. You know, if you have a nice sunny day, that's when that's when uh, I feel great. And when you have a cloudy day, you know, hold on, I gotta sneeze. <coughs> when you have a nice a nice sunny day, it just makes me feel bright and, and bright and happy and beautiful. You know, I was in New York City in March last year, and um, I went to see. Um, I went to hang out with my favorite band. They're a really small um, band from France, so I went to see them, and I let, lent them my equipment, and um, I stayed in a the free the um, what's it called Freehand Hotel. I hope it's the right name, the Freehand Hotel in the Flatiron District of Manhattan. It was so beautiful. I think Manhattan is just a great little city, great little borough. It's awesome. 
and I would definitely go back. Except that New York is stressful as fuck. Like, if you've been to New York City at, at one point. I was in the city, and I just was feeling so overwhelmed. Uh, I had a girl there for most of the time, but uh, the girl wasn't there at this point. She had to, like, intermittently leave the city because I was there for about a month and a half, two months. Um, So she had left the city at this point, and I was um, just feeling so overwhelmed. Like, a lot of people can just go walk around New York City by themselves. I can't do that. Like, I I always needed to be with her with my friends walking around by myself I just felt a little you know I could go get groceries every go get groceries and stuff but I just I just I'm just not a city person like just walking around by yourself it's not something that comes natural to me you know um obviously it's a muscle I could develop but it just doesn't it's not something that that I like think to myself oh I'm just gonna go walk down the street and go to the museum you know by myself I'm sure if I was uh you know that's something maybe something I should work on but I don't have it instead I actually left the city I went up to a little a little town I basically just looked up like (laughs) <laughs> some random town in New in uh, upstate New York, and then when I got to that random town, I just threw in like you know dive bar, not dive bar, but uh, what's a good like roadside bar? What's it? I don't even know what a dive bar is. Like maybe it's maybe it's like a dive bar, but it was no 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 no. I know what a dive bar is. This was more like a roadside diner type situation. I wanted to walk in and see like six locals, you know, at the bar just drinking beer at five o'clock p.m. And that's what I did. And I actually exactly I found exactly what I was looking for. And they all made fun of me because I was wearing a tank top in March. But little did they know, I just got back from Florida recently, so I was like feeling like I just wanted to. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't let go of the <laughs> the tank tops, right? So I walked in, and all the guys there were local, and um, it was funny. I was listening to their conversations, and I was I was jumping in at points, but mostly just listening. Um, and you know, they all lived very like normal upstate lives, and it was just interesting to hear what they had to say to each other. Um, I had I had two tall glasses of Guinness, and then after that I was back in the city. I think she was coming. My the girl I was with was coming down that night. That's why um, I wanted to just you know escape for a second and come back in. <laughs> and this girl fucking spills tacos all over my car. She's like, "Can I eat in your car?" I was like, "Well, you seem like a response." I actually said this. I was like, "Normally I'd say no, but you seem very responsible, so I'll let you." And she fucking I okay. In her defense, I slammed on the brakes because I have a stop sign. And boom! All the tacos all over the car. Have you guys ever driven in Manhattan? Like, oh my god! Yeah, go fucking drive in Manhattan and tell me how you feel. Driving in Manhattan is probably one of like the most. Uh, <laughs> stressful experiences you'll ever, you'll ever have. I mean, I wasn't super stressed out because, you know, if you can manage your stress, you can manage your stress. And I, I have had anxiety problems my whole life, so I can manage my fucking stress, trust me. Uh, at least now, when they're not that bad. Um, but, uh, yeah, Manhattan, driving in Manhattan is surreal and <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> you shouldn't do it. Um, you shouldn't do it. Um, I remember having a fucking taco smell in my car for like th- two to three months after that. Um, you know, and there's definitely like you know, it's fun. It's cool to like split up your life in sections, right? Because right after that, a whole another whole another adventure, whole another whole another adventure. But New York City was an adventure in itself. I was down in um the Lower East Side at the um. There was a festival, a music festival. I forget what it was called. <laughs> I probably should know, right? Probably should shout it out in my little podcast for the four people who listen to us. Like, I'll tell you guys what festival it was. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. It was big though. I mean, look up like Lower Manhattan, Lower East Side Manhattan Festival. Like, you know, March, you'll find it, right? Um, I got to see my favorite band perform live, and it was surreal. It was very surreal. Um, it was funny because they're so small. You know, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody understood me. What I was, what I was saying. Like people kind of just thought I was there to, to hang out. But like I'm like, no, I fucking love this band. You know, 
And uh, even the guy who, uh, uh, the, the, the front man of the band just didn't get it. You know, you could tell he was like, he, he didn't even, he, he didn't, it didn't register that he had some actual fans in America, right? But I watched his performance and I was like, just totally blown away. I thought it was great. Um, that was great. I was down there. That's the first time I ever, um, I had just recently ended a contract with um, a, one of the big, big four. Big three or big four? Hold on, I gotta see what this is. I think it's the big four. Yeah, big four consulting firms. I was working for BCG. Um, wait, wait, I'm looking at these, I don't even list BCG as a big four. Hold on, wait a minute. I, oh, this is an accounting firm. <laughs> you know, I didn't get into the mythology of BCG. Hold on, is it big three? I think my friend Jimmy fucked me up here because I thought it was big three, but... Yeah, it is the big three. Fuck, fuck him. He was telling me it was the big four. I'm like, no, fuck you. I know it's a big three. I used to work for BCG in Boston. And I just got off. I just got off that contract. So, um, they pay. They pay. They pay really well there. So I was uh, needing to, you know, waste my money. So, I walked into a bar in Queens, and I thought I had like one of those pours of those like super expensive tequilas. And honestly, I wasn't expecting much. But I, and I, I drink straight tequila all the time. Like that's my thing. I'll drink straight tequila constantly. Um. Because God knows I can't be sober when I'm out with people, right? So I had a big pour of uh, Don Julio, I think 1942. I want to make sure that was the right the right thing because it costed a fucking... It costed an arm. Mm. No, it seems like it's a... It was, it was probably something a little bit... It wasn't Don Julio 1942 because that doesn't seem that expensive. Like the, sh the, 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 the two pours, I bought two pours, one for me and one for one of the members of the band. I forget which one. Uh, maybe it was the drummer. I poured two two pours for us and um, it was... Um, must have been like 30, 30 a pour, you know, so it wasn't cheap. <clears throat> uh, and I had a steak there too. You know, you wouldn't have never expected this place to have sick food, but you know, everywhere you go in New York City it just has per just amazing food, you know? Just... Beautiful food. And it was fun. It was fun, but it was the winter, and I fucking hate the winter. And I was in Jamaica, Queens for a bit, and Jamaica, Queens is not a great place for a white guy to be <laughs> to be just relaxing, you know? <laughs> it's not the most uh, safe neighborhood for sure, but people in fucking Jamaica are going to hate me now. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hate Jamaica, and I met a lot of nice people in Jamaica, but it just wasn't for me, you know? Um... Manhattan, I, I, I liked a lot better. Brooklyn, Brooklyn was pretty nice, but I'd say Queens and uh, Manhattan are my two favorite boroughs. I didn't get to explore much of Brooklyn, honestly. I went down there like uh, week once, uh, twice, twice, once, twice, three times. Not not that many times. Um, I'm too. I was too fucking terrified to not bring a car to New York City. You know, like I do not want to fucking take the train. I, you know, I'm one of those people who really, really wants to be able to do whatever the hell I want any at any time. You know, so. I'm not one of those people who can just like ditch my car and just walk around and go by train all the time. You know, I'm I'm too I'm too controlling. You know, I can't I can't let it go. If I want to leave, I want to leave. You know, if I want to drive to upstate New York and have a drink at a fucking roadside bar, I'm gonna do what I want to do. You know, in my fucking tank top. No one's gonna tell me shit. They're not gonna tell me. They can make, they can make fun of me. They're not gonna. They're not. I'm not gonna fucking put a fucking sweatshirt on. You know, even it's fucking 45 degrees. <laughs> I'm a New Englander. Been here my whole life. You know. Uh, how long? How long have we been going for, buddy? Let's see. Oh, we're almost at forty. I'm gonna. I, I like the the time of forty to forty five. I think it's a. I think it's a fine amount of time to do a podcast. You know, I have to remember to bleep out that name. Um. Yeah, I definitely do. 
another another highlight of of a of a when I was a camp counselor, they asked me to play a song um, on stage for one of like the camp events. Um, I wrote a whole fucking song about. Um, it was a great little story. I, it was a great little story about me like. Uh, it's too much to explain. It's such a, you know, it's those things that are so, that are so almost like inside jokey. There's so much inside stuff that you wouldn't get it, right? You, you guys just wouldn't get it, you know? But, you know, you know what I should have got today? I, I, must, I still have time. I'm going to pick up some fucking Casablanca, get some Mexican food in here, just fucking pig out. You know, the, only, the first time I ever got Casablanca was like around this time last year. And, um, you know, I was watching too many mukbangs. That's what it was. I was like, hmm, mukbangs. Like, might need to try that myself. I might need to fucking get down there and get some, get a, get a shitload of Mexican food and just, just fucking, what's it called? House the Mexican food, like it's nothing, you know. And I did that. <laughs> it wasn't bad. And ever since then, I've been, I've been into it, bro. <laughs> I can't. I know that's all I do. I fucking Casablanca every fucking week, twice a week probably. The guys at Casablanca know my drink order. <laughs> you know. And the amount of fucking people I bring there. You know, it's just a nice place to go. I don't have much to say anymore. So I think that uh, I've uh, done my venting and I've done my podcast. And I think that uh, our, 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 our journey is complete here. And I think that uh, we had a great journey. I, you know, I think that this is a great little session. And I think that you should come watch again next week. Probably have some more structured content next week. Um, but like and subscribe. This is called the Great Intentions Podcast. If you want to email me, gmail me at greatintentionspodcast.com. We're really small, so if you if you gmail me, I'll fucking see it. And I'll shout you out if it's if what you're saying is interesting. If you're just some fucking scrub, I'm not going to shout you out. But if what you say is interesting, I'll bring it up on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, thanks for watching, and I uh, hope to see you again soon. Like, subscribe, Instagram, all that stuff. You know, have a good night.